top of the morning. Nikki and DeMello. Nikki and DeMello. Oh! 97.3 Coast FM. Uh, the Guinness World Record folks have given the bloke a nod now who officially has the longest name in the world. And oh. it's not like one name with 100,000 letters in it. It's like as in lots and lots of names. Oh, lots of middle names. Yeah, well, I guess. And, yeah. Mm. Or lots of first names. No. Anyway, you do the math. <laughs> he was born Lawrence Gregory Watkins and this Kiwi gent decided to change his name via deed poll March 8, 1990 and officially with the Department of Justice not long after giving him a whopping 2,310 first names, that's what he's calling them, and one family name. I'm, gu- I'm guessing it's taken them like 33 years to fill out the paperwork, which is why the fact oh, checks yeah. have taken that long to put it all together. Though on his website, he says, I may have the longest name in the world, but to you, my family and my friends, I'm still Lawrence Watkins. <laughs> well, what was the point then? What was the point of that? <laughs> I don't understand. Among the thousands of names, Balthazar, Benedictine, Caesar, Casper, Guido, Hannibal... Hieronymus Derwent and Habakkuk. Well, if there's 2,000 of them, I'd imagine you'd have to go through every letter and think of every single name you can ever imagine. And I think they are actually done alphabetically too, (laughs) just to make it better, easy to find. He says, I chose Christian names that hold significance to me and my family. Mm. Okay, so with Mm. Casper, Derwent and Hannibal. Sure. I'm guessing he watches a lot of TV about ghosts, witches and serial killers, possibly. (laughs) I don't know. Wednesday, which it means is. today we've got Jet Sprints tickets to go. Yes, very popular event, mm. the West Coast Jet Sprints. Um, they're on again this weekend. You can buy your own tickets, obviously, because we'd love to see you head along either way, but it, it's always better when you win them, right? Absolutely. And uh, can I just suggest you don't take a snake along? I mean, it hasn't been said mm. uh, explicitly. <laughs> good uh, good like advice. It, like it has been at Rockingham Softball. Uh, where oh. members of, members have been advised that uh, Lark Hill Club Rooms will be animal-slash-pet-free zones after someone took a carpet python. It was a pet one, apparently. It was a lovely one, they say. <laughs> it was very very friendly, but oh. no doubt. I mean, your reaction says it all, really. Yeah. No doubt that it'd be a bit unsettling for some. Yeah. Can we just assume that, you know, most places, workplaces... Are not snake-friendly. Venues, yeah, you don't, you know. A lot of people are going to take it the wrong way if you take a snake. Don't get a snake out in public. Wow, I mean, this is a discussion I believe we've had before. I think that covers everything. (laughs) Don't take a snake in public. Yeah. In fact, we were going to make T-shirts along those lines at some point, weren't we? Well, if not, we should have. We should have, absolutely. Anyway, no snakes in public, please. (laughs) Yeah, for private only. (laughs) Now, uh, the other big news I noticed, journos, military veterans and judicial figures are being targeted by foreign espionage. Agencies. The Goodness. main dude behind ASIO got, got up and was sort of talking about, you know, unprecedented levels of spies removed from yeah, Australia in the past I year. I did hear this and I started thinking like, I wonder if spies are anything like we think they are. I don't think so. <laughs> I really I'm like, I really don't. want to know, like, what are they doing? Hang like, are they disguised on the streets or are they... Who do I know that drives at Aston Martin and drinks yeah. martinis? Mm. <laughs> do they all ride motorbikes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what goes on, but I, I, you know what I reckon? I pegged Monique. She's a journo. Oh. Works at a Chinese restaurant as well. You know Whoa, what I'm saying? That's a perfect cover, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. I put it. Who to would her. suspect her? I put it to her this morning, but she was she she wasn't having it. That's any exactly of it. what a spy would say. Exactly what I thought. Nikki and Demello's three things you need to know. First off, a reminder: uh, not long to go, just under a month now for the Mandra Mazda Action Sports Games presented by Drug Aware, happening uh, alongside Crab Fest. So the estuary and 
all the surrounds, March 18 and 19, are going to be chockers, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Yep. So lots going on there. Uh, check crabfest.com.au for details about that. Feb 22 is Ash Wednesday. Now, this is not connected to, although this has been reappropriated name-wise for fires, this is the original Ash Wednesday, uh, the start of Lent. And so uh, 46 days now till Easter is the yes. official tick. So there we go. So, if, yeah, if you see some people with the little crosses on the forehead, that's right. Ash, don't, that's right. It's not a mistake. And don't you, try and wipe it off. You, you, are, <laughs> you asked me about shroves yesterday, and I very confidently said, yeah, it's about trees. It's not. I'm think, I was thinking of there groves. That's a tree grove, okay. not a shrove. Shrove is a pancake? Well, it's about forgiveness. It's, right. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, World Thinking Day is today, which is not what I thought. <laughs> World Thinking Day is a day of international friendship. Chance to speak out on issues that affect young women and fundraise for 10 million girl guides and girl scouts hmm, in nice. 150 countries. So thinking, a little different to what I thought thinking was, but that's okay. It's World Thinking Day and it's all about the scouts and guides. And today is the day to salute the sun from inside a downward dog or whatever it is. Because uh, it's National Yoga Day today. Can nice. you tell? I'm a I'm a big proponent. You're a big obviously. yogi. Yeah, I'm a I'm a yogi. I'm a bear, and that's that. 97.3 Coast FM. Nikki and Demello's Coast Feed. Coast Feed. Let's go. And delivering the funk this morning, Nikki Parkinson. Thank you. Australia's Eurovision entrant for 2023 has been announced. Oh. And. It's a Perth band. Hey! How awesome is this? Nice. Perth synth metal band Voyager will be taking to the stage in Liverpool to represent us in the song contest in May. The band's lead singer Danny Estrin says their song Promise is made for the Eurovision stage and they collectively feel (laughs) it's one of their best yet. Here is their Eurovision track, Promise. <laughs> nice. Love it. It really does have Eurovision written all over. Yeah, well, they're reminding me of what was the Italian band that won a few years ago? Was that Monskin? Yeah, yeah, so they're kind of giving it that vibe this year. But so much better. Definitely. Australia's biggest Eurovision success story so far is still Dami Im, who nearly won in 2016, coming a close second with her ballad Sound of Silence. Mm. So hopefully we can either equal that or get back up there again. It would be nice. Nice. We'll see. Uh, While Ukraine won last year, this year's competition will take place in the home country of the runner-up, which was the UK. Uh, So, yeah, it's in Liverpool this year and will be on Sunday, May 13. Ariana Grande and The Weeknd are teaming up once again for a version of The Weeknd's track, Die For You. Uh, Grande teased a clip on TikTok showing her recording to add to the song. I don't think does it justice quite. <laughs> I think a... it'll be best heard in full. Yeah, just a taste. <laughs> uh, she captioned the post, wrote and recorded a verse for my friend after a 14-hour day on set. Uh, this isn't the first time they've worked together either. Ariana jumped, jumped on the remix of the weekend song Save Your Tears a few mm. years back as well. 
Uh, Miley's been teasing lyrics for a new song from her upcoming album, posting a photo of herself with the line, I'm driving around town in a beat-up old Mercedes. You think I'm crazy. You might be right. Endless Summer Vacation is out on March 10, so only a few weeks until we get to see the album behind one of her most successful songs to date. Right. And Neo has released a trailer for an upcoming documentary he's called In My Own Words. The film sharing the same title as his 2006 debut album. Here's the trailer. I realised that it was going to be music for me at nine years old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid that wrote the Mario song. And I answered to it proudly. Like, yep, yep, that's me. I was just so happy to be in a position that I was in. It's like, yo, I am really sitting in a room right now surrounded by people that are dedicated to helping me from my first album debuting at number one until winning my first Grammy, performing at the White House multiple times. It took a good 10 years for me to, like, sit still long enough to realise what we had actually done. This is a dream come true. This is what I've wanted since I was nine years old. And don't forget, he also wore red shoes at bar one. There you go. He'll, he'll address that in that I as well. I hope so. <laughs> I'll be disappointed if I don't see it. <laughs> Mickey and DeMello. Back tomorrow morning from 6. 97.3 Coast FM.